be able to tell right now. But over the summer, we had a lot of new people come. So we're going to, just for the month of September, do name tags. And they will last, like I said, the month of September, but during each time you wear them, about seven minutes. And then they'll fall off. So when mine falls off later, I'm just going to pretend that I don't see it. Everybody else, go ahead and giggle. But you know who I am. I'm James. Okay? Everybody say hi, James. I love it. Hello, my name is James, and I'm a churchaholic. <laughs> Good. Let, let, let's start this again. We're going we're gonna to go serious now. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> a couple of quick announcements. First, I mentioned the name tags. <laughs> Second, family game night is uh, coming September 25th. Uh, it's going to start about 3.30 in the afternoon. More details will come later. Uh, now, two other quick announcements um, that talk about today. One, today is going to be different. Amen. Amen. And now we know if you don't like different, if you don't like change, just hold on because next Sunday we'll be here before you know it. Okay, that's the first announcement. Second announcement, um, at the end of the first portion of our service, which is our normal Sunday morning worship service, we're going to have a potluck. Okay, uh, think back to the announcement right before when I said things are going to be different. Normally at potlucks, we go downstairs, we sit around tables, we talk to people. Here's the instructions for this morning's potluck. Um, One, when we're done, go downstairs and get your own food and bring it back up and put it on the table. That way one or two people don't have to work really, really hard during the service to get it ready. Okay, so go get your food, make sure it's on the table. If you have kids, go and get your kids, go through the line, get food, and then come back in here. To eat. I know there's going to be some people that are like, I know. So if, if you have the spiritual gift of spilling, whether it's your drinks, whether it's your food, grab some extra napkins, okay? Because we're going to come back in here and we're going to get to hear stories from David and Shelly. Midkiff, they're going to, they, you have pictures? Pictures, stories, maybe a little bit of question and answer. Uh, we're going to just have an opportunity to hear more from them about their ministry in Papua New Guinea. Okay, so the two announcements, uh, it's going to be different, and then potluck after where we'll eat in here. Questions? No, okay. Different also. You're going to hear a sermon right now. <gasps> Woohoo! And it's going to be short. Woohoo! <laughs> So we'll start like we haven't even been here yet. Good morning. My name is James. It's good to see you. It has been a long summer. A good summer, but a long summer. Um, Last week, we fought the urge to come barreling into the end of summer and jump right into fall without stopping to take a breath. We, We fought that urge and we won. I know for me personally, it was really good to be able to take that Sunday service and pray through the Lord's Prayer multiple times. My my soul was nourished. This morning, I'm excited not just to look at last week, but also look at where God is taking us, to look at what new things He has in store. So we're going to do kind of a combination of looking back and looking forward. It's uh, it's actually biblical, and it's a paradox. It's it's tension. Here's here's what I mean. Last week, we looked at a prayer that we believe has been around for over 2,000 years. Uh, It's a prayer that in many churches, every Sunday around the globe, people recite it. A lot of people recite it every single day in languages that that 
most of us don't know. It's, of course, is the Lord's Prayer, and it is a prayer that we would consider ancient, maybe an ancient way. So as we recited it last week, what we were doing actually was living into what God told his people to do through the prophet Jeremiah. He said, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. This is, this is one of my favorite verses because I just love the mental picture it gives you. For, for us today, we're standing at this crossroads between the summer of 2016 and the fall of 2016, and we get this opportunity to look. We get this opportunity to, to ask, God, what, what is it that you would have for us that ties into our path, our, our past? Because these ways are good, apparently, and when we walk in these ways, we'll find rest for our weary souls. Now, who wouldn't want that? Rest for our souls. Look back. Look at how things used to be. Look at tradition. Look at history. Look at how you were taught. In those ways, which Scripture says are good, you'll find rest. So God tells us to walk in them. I think we experienced some of the ancient ways last week. Now, biblical paradox, biblical tension. I just said, look back. Look for those old ways. Do those, because you're going to find rest. Now I want to tell you that I'm excited for what God is doing next. For the new things, for the adventure ahead. God tells us to look forward. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Forget the former things, God says. Don't dwell on the past because God's about to do something new. Are you excited to see what new thing God has for us here? Yeah. God wants to do something new, and that means he's not given up on us yet. That's exciting. Don't look back. Look forward. Look at what God wants to do. Confused yet? I told you to look back at the ancient paths. I'm telling you to look forward and forget the past. What are we to do? Five years of seminary, the phrase that kept coming up was live in the tension. Be okay with the paradox. This morning, we're going to do that. We're going to, as, as a fall kickoff, we're going to look at the ministries we've got going on. That's why you see a bunch of stools up here. We're going to look at how God has used them in the past and how we're hoping and praying he uses them in the future. And then we're going to celebrate. Sound good? That's all I have to say this morning. Amen? Amen. So, different. We're going to sing songs this morning that connect with the ancient paths as well as songs that point to our future. I believe you'll enjoy them. We're going to do them in sets of two throughout the service, and then we're going to have three different ministry highlights where you get to hear from multiple people. It's going to be a good Sunday, because after that we eat, and we get to hear from more people. All right, let's pray. Let's stand together, and we'll pray as we do our first full set of singing. Lord God, this morning I'm excited to both look backward and look forward. 
I'm excited to say, Lord, what is it you would have us continue from the years past? What is it you would have us learn from our history, our heritage, our tradition? And what is it, Lord, you want to do with us in the days ahead? What new thing do you want First Church to be ready for you to do? God, I ask that you would help us to hear both of those this morning. And I ask that you would help us be okay with this tension that you've called us to. God, this is your morning. In the differentness of it, I pray that you would be glorified. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We know that 
to invite up uh, Lois, who's about to walk through the door. How's that for timing? Heather, uh, Susan, and my, myself. I guess I'll invite me up here. 
Come on up. We are talking about looking backwards and looking forwards, and we are looking at different ministries today. We are going to ask, oh, that's live. We're going to ask each group of people that comes up the same set of questions, okay? So the people in the third group have uh, plenty of heads up and time to think about what they are going to talk about. The people in the first group just get to wing it. Yes. So uh, three questions for everybody, and I'll ask them as we go. What ministry are you representing, and what do we do in that ministry? How have you seen God working in the past through this ministry, and how do you hope to see him working this coming year? We are going to start with Miss Lois because she is actually, well, she's working in the nursery right now. She left all the kids up there by themselves. No, No, did not do that. (laughs) They might be crying, but no. So I'm in charge of the nursery. Lois, I don't as much. Basically, we have newborns to two-and-a-half-year-olds. Our goal is just to provide a nice, comfortable environment so that they get very used to being away from their mom and dad during church time. Sometimes that's hard. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we just have lots of loving time with the kids. And we don't like to put the TV on. We like to have music on. Awesome. So can you tell us maybe how you've seen God move in the past in the nursery? Because if you can't, I can. Okay. okay? I'll let you. <laughs> any, any kid that is under 10 years old, 10 or under, raise your hand. Okay? More than likely, you guys have spent time in the nursery. Any kid who's under 10 years old that loves Jesus, go ahead and keep your hand up. <laughs> okay? Miss Lois, you guys are doing something well. Oh, thank you. Okay? What, what's really kind of funny to see is, like, Thorne this morning, he didn't want to go to the next class. He wanted to stay with us. So it's kind of fun. So you're doing, so you're doing something well. Um, what would you like to see God do in and through the nursery this coming year? We've got lots of little young ones, so I'd like to see them really growing up in, in the Lord. Okay. And uh, hopefully we can teach them some songs and some things, and they can go on from there. I like it. I like it. Um, raise your hand if you have ever volunteered in the nursery in your time here. You don't have to be current, but if you've ever volunteered in the nursery. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. We do thank you. Do, do we have any needs, or are you pretty well staffed? We still need a list of volunteers, because fifth Sundays are always hard, because we have a core staff of four groups. So any, I'll be contacting people, but anybody who'd like to fill in every once in a while and be a substitute for us, because sometimes we do get sick, and we don't like to come and take care of the kids when they're sick. Thank you. Yeah, we all thank you. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. That was easy. Thank you. And go back to the crying kids that are by themselves. Thank you, Lois. Um, we're going to have pass the mic right on down. We're not, and we won't dismiss you guys. As you, so, Susan, you won't be the only one sitting up here, okay? No, we don't need to dismiss the kids quite yet. No, this is, this is our children's ministry director. She's asking, when are you going to dismiss the kids because they've been in here for a long time? We're going to do that right at the end of this, okay? So, Miss Heather... Uh, what are you talking about? You're talking, I'm talking about, about children's ministry. Children's ministry on a Sunday morning. I'm talking about children's ministry. What what goes on? What uh, so we've heard birth through two and a half ish. What's next? Two and a half to five is our preschool class that just started today. Yay! And then or pre-K and then kindergarten through second grade is downstairs, which will be dismissed after this. And then 
third grade through up stays in here and has a kids bulletin and gets to earn candy. Perfect. So th uh, third grade on up, raise a children's bulletin if you have one. Okay, awesome. So they're even on different Sundays we have them. They're usually easy but sometimes hard and we're perfectly good if the parents are helping do those as we go. Sometimes that helps the parents concentrate too. Okay, so um, what, does, what takes place down at Children's Church? Um, like is there, would they just sit there for yeah. as long as I preach? Yep. Or? No. <laughs> we send them down and we started a Jesus Storybook curriculum a year ago and we kind of wrestled through various curriculums over the past years and found that we really like this because it allowed for um, volunteers and my leaders to be able to stay in for the worship set and worship with their kids and not have to miss a whole Sunday. And then go downstairs and there's a video and the Jesus storybook walks through the Bible stories of the Bible. And the video highlights that story. It's engaging and then there's a craft with that and then that's about it. And we're doing something similar with the, uh, the what do you call them, pre, pre, preschool. preschool yeah. And the preschool is actually during the whole service because it's a lot harder for the littles to sit through the whole service. Okay. But um, it's the same thing, but there's just a little bit more activities. Awesome. So, so. A, a few things I hear. Um, one, they're in scripture, which is good. Okay. Uh, two, they get to watch their parents uh, worship as they don't get dismissed till halfway through. So we're doing some good things. Uh, what would you hope to see God doing in this ministry um, in this coming year? I want them to fall more in love with Jesus, have a personal relationship, learn his word, learn the stories, and be able to tell their friends. That is great. Last week, I had a young person come up to me with a craft that they had done, a picture of, of Paul, and, and they were telling me the story of Paul and Saul, and this was, so they're learning the stories of Scripture, which is which is awesome. Uh, do we have any needs in, in this uh, pre-K or? Always. Always. Okay. But, but not too many, right? <laughs> no. And um, we, our children's ministry has grown over the past six months, which is awesome. So the need for leaders and to split, that's why we did it. Um, because we've had three-year-olds through third grade, which is quite the age span. Um, but with the split, I have one need a preschool um, helper on the third Sunday, which would be with me, because I'm flying solo with eight kids, so I need, I need a helper for the third Sundays. So if you're interested, or other weeks, we could always plug you in. I'll be in the back after to sign up. So even with a split, we only have a need for one person. That's yep. fantastic. Thank you. You can't leave yet, just because we don't like being up here by ourselves. Okay. Okay? Miss Susan. Uh, what ministry are you here representing, and what does it do? Um, I'm here representing Awanas. Uh, we meet on Wednesday nights, uh, about 6.30 to 8. On the surface, we hear stories, memorize verses, play games. We have a wonderful time. It's really fun. But, uh, okay, what I think Awanas really does, when I was a child, I learned a verse. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. We're doing that for our children. We are taking God's word. We are helping them to memorize it. We are hiding it in their hearts that it will go with them for the rest of their lives. Well done. That's a wanna. That's a wanna. 
Very good. And, and Awana very much serves a, a continued purpose for children's discipleship. We don't have a Sunday school class following service for the kids. The Wednesday night really does that. Uh, how have you seen God move in the past through Awana? And how do you hope to see him move this coming year? I see God in a million small ways. Um, the child who reads their verse and goes, oh, that means that when my friend does this at school, I shouldn't copy them. Or the child who says, oh, that's like from the Bible story that we heard on Sunday. Or the ones that ask James questions that you would not expect a child to be able to come up with. They ask him some of the hardest questions. Very in-depth theological questions that I'm glad he's answering and not me. <laughs> but we see it in so many small ways everywhere in Awanas. And we hope that continues this next year. Yeah? We want that to continue. We also want to, I kind of feel like we're, okay. James has been talking about building relationships with the teens. He's been talking about one-on-one, um, -on -one, talking to them and building close relationships, right? Well, we're starting that, but we're starting it from three years old on up. Those children come in every, sun, every Wednesday and they tell their teacher about what they did that week, what they're so excited about. They get a chance for an adult to just invest in them, to listen to them and focus on them. Very good, very good. Do we have any needs? Unfortunately, yes. Well, actually, I should say fortunately, because it's your chance to enjoy what the rest of us are having a great time with, okay? Um, we could use one more helper in the Sparkies area. That's uh, kindergarten through second grade. And then we really need a strong male influence in the TNT, which is the older children, those above second, or er, third, third, third through sixth grade. Thank you. Yeah third through sixth grade. We could really use a strong male influence in there. So any of you guys, think about that. Um, and another helper there would also be nice. Oh, we also need somebody who likes to play games. Uh, the games are all written out on sheets. All you have to do is follow instructions. It's super simple. And you only have to show up for about an hour, play games with two different groups of kids or whatever, and you're, go you're good. Uh, that's the wonderful thing about Awanas, by the way. You don't have to prep. You don't have to get a ton of stuff ready. You just have to show up that night ready to love children. That's awesome. Now, I forgot to do this with the Children's Church, but anybody who has helped out in any way in Awana or children's ministry, go ahead and raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I hope already you're noticing a trend. Okay? Um, very good. Just flip that to off. I'm going to talk about the youth. So far we've talked about uh, birth um, up through sixth grade. Uh, I won't talk long because you heard me spend three weeks over the summer on the youth. Uh, seventh through twelfth grade, we have enough seventh through twelfth graders to start a youth group. Woohoo! Which is exciting. Okay? It won't be your standard every week come play games, hear a short message, get candy if you bring your friends next week type of youth group. Um, we are going to do that once a month. We'll have the regular uh, youth group type feel, and Tyler Oliver is going to oversee that time. Um, and we'll come together, we'll play, they'll hear a message, they'll do small group type stuff, they'll worship, it will be great. Uh, that's once a month. Two times a month we want these kids paired up with a mentor. 
someone who is walking life with them, someone who is more than just, hey, what would you talk about at uh, youth group, but someone who's talking about the, the hard things at school, the hard things in family, the good things. Um, these people will be trained. They will know how and what to do, what's right, what's not right. Um, I think Abby and I are going to be doing a lot of the oversight for the mentors. Uh, we actually already have a pair. Uh, Gary and Dakota have been matched up. Uh, so they're starting this process. Um, so that's two weeks out of the month. The fourth week out of the month, we're going to have the kids serving. Uh, we want to put feet to the faith. Uh, we want these kids experiencing what they talk about. Uh, this could be serving here within the body. could be serving our immediate neighborhood. It could be serving somewhere downtown or at Union Gospel Mission. We just want these kids experiencing what it, what it means to serve. Uh, so that is our student ministry. So birth up through high school. Um, we're trying to answer Jesus' call to let the children come to him. And we want to say what was said of Jesus in Luke 2.52. It said, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and all the people. If by the time our kids graduate from high school we can say that, then God will have done a good work in and through our children and youth ministry. Now, we've had our littles stay in here long enough. We need to dismiss them. This is how we're going to do it. It's going to be a little bit crazy. It'll be fun. We're going to have Mr. DJ come on up. He's going to grab the Peterson and Daphne jar. And, hey, I don't know if I've ever explained it to you guys, David and Shelly. Um, when looking for another kid to sponsor, we, I specifically picked Daphne because of your daughter's name. Daphne's dad's name is David. And he's a pastor in Haiti. So it really helped my memory. So Peterson and Daphne. So the kids are going to go and they're going to give to the jar back where Mr. DJ is. If you have money that you normally wave around, just put it in the offering plate and whisper, this is for Peterson. And our counters will know what it is. While they go, I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward. <laughs> you can go. Thank you. And I am going to pray for our offering. While I'm praying, worship team's going to come on up and we will continue. Let's, uh, let's pray and kids go ahead and be dismissed while I'm praying. Lord God, I thank you so much for the ministries that we just heard of. Uh, everything from infant all the way through graduation from high school. I thank you for the people who have been involved in those ministries over the years. I thank you for the influence they've had on the lives of our young people. God, it is good to be able to look at our high schoolers, our junior hires, and see how over the last 10, 12, 15, 18 years, uh, the work that has been done in these ministries has paid off. Uh, I pray, Lord, for these ministries coming into this next year. Uh, Lord, may relationships develop. That was a theme that came up. Where adults can plug into whether they're young or whether they're old. Where, where these relationships can point towards you. Uh, Lord, we, uh, we ask that you guard and protect these ministries. Uh, we ask, Lord, that you would raise up the volunteers who are needed. Um, we thank you that there's not too many needed. Uh, and we pray that you would uh, weigh on, um, you know, four or five individual hearts to fill those needs. Uh, Lord, I thank you for Peterson and Daphne. I thank you that we can support them. Uh, I pray for them today in this coming week as, as they're in school, as they're going through their normal life in Haiti. And, Lord, I pray for this offering that we're going to give. Uh, Lord, it's, it's, it's out of abundance and it's out of a, a joyful heart that we give to you, uh, recognizing that it's all yours anyways. We pray that you would use this to further the ministries here at First Church and outside our walls. We pray this in Jesus' name. 
Amen.
Revelations of the God and King. Lift up your voice and with us sing. Oh, praise Him. Hallelujah. Thou burning sun with golden
seated. I'd like to invite up Miss Colleen, Miss Abby, Miss Jenny, and Mr. Nathan. We are talking about looking forward, asking God for the ancient paths, uh, and also looking forward to the new things that God is going to do. Um, we're going to talk about adult ministries now, and uh, we're going to let you know what is available. Bless Miss Jenny's heart. Miss Jenny and I exchanged, uh, we played phone tag for a little bit this week. Um, she couldn't understand any of my voicemails because I mumble and I have a bad phone. And, you talk too fast. and I talk too fast. So she made me promise if I ever leave a voicemail on anybody's machine to talk really slow. <laughs> so if I leave a message on your machine like that, blame Miss Jenny. Thank Miss Jenny. Yes. So we are going to be talking about different adult ministries um, that we have offered here. And we're going to start with Ms. Colleen, who is going to talk about what? What ministry are you sharing about and what does that do? Well, I'm the fellowship person. And we encourage uh, the community, the, the church family, to take care of one another. Activities that involve all of us. Fantastic. And specifically... You are going to share about small groups. Yes. There are actually a couple of areas that are included in the fellowship. One is the conversational dinners, which we have every few months, and they allow people to just get better acquainted. And then small groups. We have a number of small groups. They're all different. Uh, some meet every week. Some meet once or twice a month. And we would um, like to get more of those going. But we like the small groups because they offer... Uh, well, like individual accountability and support and caring of one another and um, spiritual growth. So they're very important. I'm sold on small groups. Definitely. And they, they don't, we don't, as a church, we don't require the small groups to study a certain thing. Realistically, when we look at a small group, we want, we want to see, are you fitting in our mission, vision, and values? Or is, there, is there stuff with communion with God? Is there stuff with inclusive community with others? And is there stuff with mission? And if the small group can say, yeah, that's taking place, then fantastic. And these can be uh, a few families all the way up to six, seven, eight. I mean, some are decent sized. And we have them all different ages, some mixed generations, some same generation, um, some that have been around for 10, 12, 15 years, and some that are even starting up as of this last summer. Yes. Yes, so that's encouraging. There we go. <laughs> I probably <laughs> took the words right out of your mouth. Thank you. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, how have you seen God move in small groups in the past? Well, besides the caring and supporting aspect, there are groups that have actually done ministry outside of the church. Um, two that I can think of are the group that does the homeless feeding downtown mm -hmm. and then the feeding of the youth at uh, the low-income youth at Youth for Christ. Very good. So those are two things that good. have been, I think, good in yeah, the past. Definitely being God's hands and feet outside of our own, uh, our own cliques. I don't, no. want, I don't want to call it that. Our own groups. Yeah. Um, how do you hope to see God move this coming year in small groups? Well, we hope to get a couple more small groups going. We've been blessed with an influx of attenders lately, and mm -hmm. that's wonderful. It's a good, good thing, and we'd like to get more involved. And so if you are interested in being in a small group, 
or hosting a small group or leading a small group. There are um, out on the table, the fellowship table is the one closest to the stairs and there are some forms you can fill out. Would just love to have you have you do that. We're looking forward to a new year with new small groups. Definitely. And uh, thank you for plugging the signups in the back. There are signups for just about everything we're talking about uh, today. So if you're interested in just learning more about them, sign up on those and we'll, you'll be contacted. Um, raise your hand if you have ever been involved in or are currently involved in a small group. Wow. Well done. We're going to bypass Miss Ginny and go to, because uh, <laughs> we like to see you up here. We're going to go to Abby. Abby, what are you talking about? What ministry and what does it do? I am talking about journey groups, which are slightly different than small groups, in that they are gender specific, um, and they are lots, they're like mini small groups, I guess you could say. They're, typically, they're no more than two to five people, um, and they meet weekly is the ideal. Um, and then we have a couple different um, versions of this going on. We've had some journey groups going on for about four years. Um, and basically, they focus on discipleship and accountability. Um, so we have two online groups, I think, going on right now. Um, one that James is overseeing for men, and one that Elizabeth is overseeing for women. Um, and then I have two that I'm overseeing for, um, and it's not online, we meet face-to-face -face every week. Um, what type of things do you do in, uh, in the journey group like this? Great question, James. Well, thank you. <clears throat> uh, the intentionality and commitment are really key components to these journey groups. Um, we ask for a year's commitment um, to them so that we can build deeper relationships. Um, some of the things we do, well, I can speak to mine. I don't lead any other ones, so. Um, we, my group of, there's five in mine, and we either talk about scripture or we are going through a book together, but then we also talk about, um, in our particular group, there's 12 questions that we go through almost weekly. Sometimes we get to two, sometimes we get to all 12. Um, and they're very deep questions, and they're very personal, and they require vulnerability and authenticity and honesty. Um, just so you have an example, um, have you lacked integrity in your financial dealings or coveted something that does not belong to you? Um, have you been honoring, understanding, and generous in your important relationships this week? Have you damaged another person by your words, either behind their back or face-to-face? Have you been exposed to sexually alluring material or allowed your mind to entertain inappropriate thoughts? Have you given in to addictive behavior this week? Um, have you continued to remain angry toward one another? So these aren't, you know, light questions like, how are you doing? Um, we go to the heart of kind of where we're at as people. So in the past, um, I have seen, I've been doing this with a few people for a few years, and I've seen um, in myself and in some of these people just an, an increased faith and an increased um, willingness to take risks in their own lives um, and a depth of relationship amongst the team or the group. 
Um, and where I would like to see it go in the future, um, the reason there's an online group is because not everyone can meet face-to-face -face weekly. And this works, this format that James came up with works really well for some, especially people who work full-time. But um, biblical literacy is a big thing, um, getting into the Bible and really figuring out what it is, um, interacting with the Word of God and applying it to our lives. And when you know that someone's going to be asking you questions like this, you're more aware of what you're doing in your life, and you have more of an intentional um, pursuit of holiness for yourself. And um, a group that can come alongside you and walk through the difficult things that you may be going through and the opportunity to work, or not to work, to love others as they're going through difficult things as well. Very good. Very good. That That's good. good. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and hand the mic to Nathan. Anybody who has been involved in a journey group over the last four years, go ahead and raise your hand. There's going to be less of you because a lot of you didn't know what was going on, but still a good amount. Um, it's great because we're talking about ancient ways. Uh, this was one of the ways that John Wesley, um, kind of founder of Methodism, uh, grew groups. Uh, they would ask these specific type questions. So, uh, very good. Thank you, Abby. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Nathan, I'm going to make you wait. Miss Jenny? Okay, Jenny. Here it's you. <laughs> Miss Jenny, you are up here representing Seniors Ministry. The old people. I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> What, what type of things go on for the seniors here at the church? Well, I found out we now have two groups of seniors. We have older seniors and we have young seniors. Sometimes the young seniors don't want to be with the old seniors. <laughs> Sometimes they do. But we even have some that aren't even seniors at all that join us. And we have a lot of fun. You have a lot of fun. So um, there's things that go on weekly, like a weekly after church lunch bunch, right? The after church for lunch bunch. Okay. Anybody's welcome to join that. That's not just seniors. Okay, perfect. Uh, and Elizabeth shaking her head because she has frequented that. Yes, great for intergenerational relationships. There's a once a month Thursday um, a special oh. lunch type outing for, yes. for the group. Yes, that's, that is the scene. And we go different places. Orville Dean and Donna and I get together either the end of December, the first part of January, and do our weekly or monthly for the year. Okay. And we're glad to hear of new places if some of the seniors would like to go. We also go to Spangle, and some frown on that. But when we go in April, that's our spring trip. And when we go in October, that's our fall-down trip. <laughs> <laughs> you, see the, you see the early greens in April and... You see the turning of the, the seasons in, in October. That is And fantastic. the food is fantastic. Good. So a lot of the senior activities revolve around food and fellowship, mm -hmm. which is good, which is really good, okay? There's also a couple of small groups that um, they're not like senior specific, but it seems that it's mainly seniors that will go to them. So if you're interested in those, go ahead and come and talk to us. Sure. And there's a group that meets Friday morning here. Yes. <laughs> that does what? Let me see. I, I don't think Esther's back here today, but Esther was in that group. I don't know how many, many years ago, but a long time that some of them that were in that group were, have their reward already. But, um, and Donna and I was part of that group. And 
Donna and I, and I was trying to think who the other one was. Anyway, Donna had a hard time doing the sanctuary with the up and down and up and and so did I. Do I said to Donna, we really, really need to pray for help. And we did. We said, Lord, you know, there's just somebody else that could come in here on Friday morning and help us. Next, looked up one Friday, and here's Kathy Hannaford. And she said, I thought about this. I knew there was a need, but I wanted to make sure I could make the commitment before I made it. And she's been here ever since. And then Madonna started coming, and then Madonna has a friend, Helen, that doesn't even attend church here. But boy, does she clean. Is she a good cleaner? And um, then our dear Kathy, our dear other Kathy has returned. <laughs> so we have two Kathys, and they do the sanctuary on Friday mornings. So they, you guys do a lot of the things that most of us wouldn't, wouldn't think of. The little cards that are in the back of the chairs, mm -hmm. you make sure they're there. They make sure the pencils Donna are Donna makes all those. Donna yep. makes the scribble notes, and she does the cards. Anything that needs to be done on the computer. Pencils get sharpened. The mm -hmm. bulletins get folded. Inserts. It's just it's a That's array of things that don't get celebrated enough. So because we don't celebrate, I'm going to applaud, and everybody else is going to applaud for me. I thought I got to tell you what I do on Friday. What do you do on Friday? Well, if it's porcelain or chrome, it's supposed to shine. So I polish the sinks and the faucets and fill all the soaps. So if you have any silverware that you'd like shined, <laughs> Friday mornings. Now, I hear that every Friday morning finishes down at Pizza Hut. Either one or the other. One, one Friday it's Pizza Hut, next Friday it's across the road to Colonel Sanders. Okay, good. So there's still food involved for that. So just making sure. Thank you. You did a fantastic job. Thank you. We're going to go on down to Nathan. And Nathan is going to talk to us about Formation Hour, formerly known as Sunday School. Uh, Nathan, what is it, and where are we going with it? Well, uh, we've tried Formation Hour or Sunday School here for countless years, uh, and we've tried different things, right? We've tried um, doing multiple different tracks where people could attend. We've tried uh, running one track that talks about the sermon. We've tried series, all sorts of stuff. Um, Yet, over the years, it's just kind of tapered off. Um, how many people uh, have attended uh, Formation Hour in the past, oh, 50 years? Okay, so it's a good per per portion of you that have come to Sunday school. Um, how many of you have attended in the last five years consistently? Okay, so we have a much smaller portion. And I'm not meaning to call anybody out. I'm just saying it's changed. How we approach discipleship in this church has changed. And so this year, we're going to start looking at what Abby talked about of biblical literacy, because we want to be people of the Word. We want to be immersed in Scripture. We want to know the story of Jesus and God and everything, all the way from the beginning in Genesis, all the way through Revelation. Um, so this year, we're going to do it based on a project called the Bible Project, which is this idea of reading through Scripture. We're going to handle maybe one book or half a book a month, I'm not a month, a week. A week. Um, and you might say, well, that's a lot of reading. Um, well, there's lots of ways to handle this reading. Um, there's the way of saying, okay, well, I'm going to read 20 minutes a day. Um, that's great. Some people just really struggle with that, like myself. Um, there's also the idea of saying, okay, most of us who don't have the time to read, sit in a car for 15 minutes a day, right? 
maybe, maybe 20 minutes, maybe 10 minutes, whatever, uh, you can get an uh, audio version of the Bible for, oh, 25, 30 bucks off of Amazon, and you can listen to, say, half of Genesis in a week easily. Um, so that's a way that we can get through Scripture. Um, but in talking about how Sunday school is going to work and an online version of this, uh, I think we should show the video, and then we can talk about what happens after this. So this video, Beth, if you can get it queued up, um, goes through how a lot of people will story, uh, I, I guess it's called storing, we do it at work, where we try to communicate an idea through picture and somebody's talking in the background. And this one's about Haggai, it's about half of the video. Their vows, breaking their covenant with God through idolatry and injustice, and they warned that God would send the great empire of Babylon to take out Jerusalem, destroy the temple, and haul off the people into exile. And it all happened in the year 587 BC. But that wasn't the end of the story. The prophets also believed that there was still hope and that God would one day bring back a transformed remnant of his people Israel to live in a new Jerusalem where God's presence would live in their midst. Now when we turn to Haggai, the year is 520 BC, nearly 70 years after the exile. And the Babylonian Empire has recently collapsed and the world is now ruled by the Persians. Now they allowed the return of any exiled Israelites who wanted to go back to Jerusalem, which still lay in ruins. And so under the leadership of a high priest named Joshua and Zerubbabel, an heir from the line of David, and a group of exiles, they all returned and began to rebuild the city and their lives. Remember the story from the book of Ezra, chapters 1 to 6. So our hopes are high, and the future seems very bright, but it's not, actually, at least from Haggai's point of view. The book consists of four sections that summarize Haggai's message given to the people of Jerusalem over the course of four months. He opens by accusing the people of misplaced priorities. And so, yes, they have come back to Jerusalem, but they're spending all of their time and resources rebuilding their own fancy houses, while the temple still lay in ruins from its destruction from 70 years ago. So Haggai asks, are your own houses really more important than your allegiance to God? This neglect, Haggai says, is tantamount to the covenant rebellion of their ancestors, which is why the land is still unproductive, why they've been struck with famine and drought. And here Haggai's quoting from the list of covenant curses in the book of Deuteronomy. And so Haggai's challenging words, they're followed by a story of the people's response. Remember also the story in Ezra chapter 5. We're told that Zerubbabel, Joshua, the remnant of the people were provoked by Haggai's message and they were motivated. They started rebuilding the temple. So in the next section, Haggai follows okay, up one month later. Right about and here. he addresses some problems of shadow. Can I ask a question? Yes. Before that, how many of you knew what Haggai was about? Sweet, like five of you. Good. Um, after that, how many of you have a decent idea what it's about? This is only the first, come on now, you guys just watched the video. Okay, okay, sorry, go ahead. Okay, so uh, this is going to be paired with reading the book, right? It's right. not just going to be about getting this five-minute snippet or this ten-minute snippet of what the book's about. So we will have this way of uh, knowing in our hearts what has spoken to us this week. And then when we come together either on an online, through email, which we're still figuring out and we'll talk about, the coming weeks, um, or in person, we will talk about how the scriptures impact us. Uh, we're not going to be necessarily looking at, uh, yo, we're just not, back. We're not going to have somebody stand up and lecture for an hour on that book, right? That's where you're going? Exactly. I should have brought my notes up. 
Um, but we're going to take this approach of God speaks to each one of us, right? So what he tells me as I look at the scripture will be different than what John sees because it's shaped by what we're going through in the week. And so we're going to ask a couple questions of each person in the class of, like, for example, what did God speak to you in Haggai, James? Or what, uh, James, in your week, may God speak that way? Is there something going on we should be praying about? So that's where we're headed with adult discipleship. I'm really excited about this. Um, and we could probably use some people who would be excited about facilitating this too. Yeah, and the facilitating portion of it is going to be super easy to where prep is like about as much as a wanna, very minimal, because there's going to be the same three, four, five questions. And, uh, and a typical formation hour, we'll watch the video. So had it been Haggai, we would have read Haggai last week. We'd then watch the video again so it's fresh, and then we'd talk about Haggai. And then at the end of that class, we'd watch the video for the next week so that during the week you're reading a video you just saw, and we continue that cycle so it's fresh. Um, so to facilitate, it's going to be real easy. Three or four questions. I mean, you have to know how to push play, and then you have to be able to ask three or four questions and then push play again. Okay? So we're looking for just a couple of people to facilitate um, we're going to take 40 to 45 weeks to do the Old Testament. And then uh, we will look at 2018, 2017 to 2018, doing the New Testament. Uh, so a great biblical survey, biblical overview of, uh, of how all these stories fit together. It was great to see how he's tying in not just Haggai, but to Ezra and to Deuteronomy and, and all these things. I think we could all benefit from, from a course like this. It uh, depends. Um, if we have enough people, I'd love to do it here because the sound is good, the video is good. Say again. If there are parents that come to this regularly with kids, we will find childcare. In the past, when we have provided childcare, um, we haven't had parents with kids that come. But we would love to have this be multi generational. So if you are interested in this, um, you know, kids third grade on up can, can stick around for it. They can, they can learn from this also. But we'll find child care if you have younger ones. Thank you. Um, our goal with all these adult ministries is to do what Jesus' half-brother James talked about in chapter 4, verse 8. He said, draw near to God and, I will, and God will draw near to you. So that's our goal in these adult ministries. Uh, thank you. We've got one more ministry set, a couple more sets of songs. Hang in there because we're going to eat. Um, I want to pray for these guys as they go away, as they go sit down, and, and as the worship team comes up. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for opportunities we have uh, with our adults to grow and, uh, and equip them. I thank you for uh, things like small groups and journey groups and seniors ministries. I thank you for um, formation hours. And Lord, we pray for this coming year. We pray for a fruitfulness in each of these ministries. And, uh, Lord, we want to see uh, us as adults drawing near to you and, and you in response drawing near back to us. Um, we give these, these ministries to you this coming year. In Jesus' name, amen.
One more ministry highlight for those clock watchers. We're only inviting two people up this time, and we can't eat a potluck even before 11, so just bear with us. I'm inviting Tim and Elizabeth to come on up. Um, plus, for the clock watchers, the Seahawks don't play till 1, so we've got plenty of time. Um, this, set of, this set of ministries can I have a seat? that we're going to talk about um, some are visible, some are invisible, less seen, more seen, uh, and they're all ministries that uh, will equip the saints, which is uh, scriptural. So, Tim, I see on your name tag you have been here eight years. Congratulations. Eight or nine, we'll have to figure that out. That's awesome. Uh, Tim, tell us about the ministry you're going to talk about, and uh, what do you do, what is it? I'm talking about worship ministries, which was what we've been doing um, all morning this morning. Um, basically, our purpose is to lead um, the people in, um, in worship to our creator through song. Because there's many forms of worship. Song is just one of them. And that's how we primarily do it. Okay. So how have you seen God using this ministry in the past? And how do you hope to see him use it this coming year? Well, um, I can think of a couple of instances where... Um, uh, James has his message prepared or partially prepared, and I have the service so, somewhat shaped and stuff like that. And um, there's times where we don't um, we talk briefly at the beginning of the week, and then the next time we talk is on Sunday morning, and God just works everything together so that the songs fit the message, the message fits the songs, um, and it's just really powerful the way that God uses music to uh, speak to us, to um, yeah, to speak to us. Very good. How do you hope to see God using this ministry this coming year? Uh, a lot more of the same, um, as well as kind of internally in, within the team. I'd like to see, um, I hope to see a lot more um, growth within the team of connecting with each other, of uh, becoming more like a family, um, and to see more people um, on the team as well. Okay, so that would be some of the needs. We always need more people. Um, whether you can sing, whether you can background clap. Yeah, background clapping is good. Okay. Um, uh, we. <laughs> some of you guys giggle. That's a gift. That's a gift. <laughs> a gift. Yeah. I don't do it well. Um, yeah, we uh, could use a drummer. We could use singers, um, other instruments, guitars, bass. Um, we could use people in the back. Uh, of <laughs> um, yeah, we could definitely use people in the back on the soundboard or on the computer if you're gifted um, on the computer. We can always teach you as well. Um, there's a, a lot of steps, but it's basically step-by-step step too. Um, and, yeah. And, uh, of course, you, you mentioned worship being uh, a lot through song, but there's also other areas that people can worship uh, visually. I mean, if you have the gift of set design, I mean, we could, we could use somebody to throw some fun things up that make it look like fall. Um, you notice that we have a, a great blank space on that. Well, not blank. There's actually the ring from 
the Christmas wreath up on the wall. I mean, if you're, if you're gifted in art, let's just call it what it is, okay? It's up there. If you're gifted in art, want to paint a big mural, that, that's worship. Um, any of these, come and talk to Tim. And there's sign-ups in the back. Um, and uh, we, we encourage you guys to come and do that. Go ahead and hand the mic off to Elizabeth. I'm not going to let her talk yet. I'm going to talk quickly about a couple less seen ministries, uh, kind of in the service type area. Uh, how many of you, when you walked in the door, got handed a bulletin and somebody said hello? Hopefully most of you. We have greeters. Art oversees that ministry. That is a vital ministry because when somebody comes to a church, they make a determination of whether or not they're going to come back. And I think it's studies show like within the first like six seconds. Okay, so if our yard is nicely kept, thank you, Aaron. And by the way, if you didn't notice, all the uh, junipers, no, the junipers have been pulled out. It looks fantastic out there. Okay. Uh, and all the, uh, all the things that shouldn't have been there, like needles that our kids we don't want touching, are now gone. So, um, oh, sorry, ushers and, and people sleeping under the bushes, yes. Uh, greeters, there we go. Getting towards the end of a service, James is hungry. Um, if you're interested in greeting, if you can say hello, welcome, and you can do it with a smile, talk to Art. Uh, if you can usher or be taught how to usher, that's the people who come and take our offering. Uh, David Urice does a fantastic job of that every Sunday, just collecting people. Um, you can be man or a woman. Right, David? Yes. So if you want to help in that way, go and tell him because he's got his set of people that he goes and asks, and maybe he doesn't know that you'd be interested in doing that. Now, if you have the spiritual gift of cooking, um, many in here have the spiritual gift of eating. And <laughs> after the service, we typically have uh, treats of some sort. Those don't just magically appear. People bring them. There's a sign-up in the back. Okay? So those are a few of the quieter, lesser-seen ministries that you can serve in um, that are vital to how we function as a church. Elizabeth, what are you yes. sharing about today? So this morning, I'm sharing just short tidbits about all the different ministries outside of these walls that we give money to or time to, people we love. So that's what this will be. Um, and there will be photos, hopefully, accompanying everyone. And we're supposed to go back and forth interview style, and I'm supposed to ask about the right people. So let's get the first picture up, make sure I ask about the right people. Uh, tell us about the Braxtons. Okay, so we know Joel and Abriel, dear couple and friends of ours. Um, Joel is a mechanic for airplanes, and Abriel is a nurse, and they are serving with Missionary Air Group which is um, a service that they're going to go after she's finished with her cancer treatment um, over to Guatemala and serve, fixing the airplanes, serving in their clinic. And right now they're in Texas. Um, Abrielle just finished a very scary month. Um, she got a, an infection, and they were checking to see if she would have cancer, you know, so strong again. Thankfully she doesn't but she had six blood transfusions in a month and a half. And um, so that is finished. She's good. And they're in the process of moving over to North Carolina where Missionary Air Group's headquarters are. And that's where they're going to be serving for three years while she finishes all this cancer stuff. So Very good. That's where they are. Very good. And they're a young couple that came to us uh, several years back, and we sent them out. Uh, the next couple, uh, next people we're talking about is um, oh. Peterson and Daphne. Yeah. And 
We don't, don't even have to say much about them. Yeah, they're the, the kids, as mentioned earlier, we support in, in Haiti. They, we pay for food and schooling. And this isn't them, but these are <laughs> Haitian kids. <laughs> and they were a quick picture. So what they would look like in their life going to school. Perfect. Okay. So. Uh, next, why don't you tell us about, well, if you want to know more about jail ministry, talk to Ron Curry. Um, he is not here today, but he's been doing jail ministry for 25, 30 years. Uh, if, if your heart beats there, um, it is a vital ministry. So go ahead and talk to him about that. Uh, next ministry, Youth for Christ. We sponsor them. They are what? Oh, so Youth for Christ um, serves at-risk uh, young people, high school, junior high as well. And as mentioned before, one of the small groups here serves food once a month there. Um, so if you want to serve kids, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of Youth for Christ here in Spokane. They do a lot. And they serve a lot of kids in the West Central and Hilliard area. West Central and Hilliard. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're doing good work. So we have strong connections and we support them financially as well. Good. Um, next ministry, uh, on the ground, you just want me to talk about it? Uh, my small group, uh, formerly... Inner City Christian Fellowship, we go downtown and feed our friends without homes once a month. Um, if you are interested in doing that, uh, it is tremendous. It is so much fun, and uh, we actually get more out of it than, uh, than our friends do down there. So uh, a meal, a simple meal uh, that we go down once a month and serve. Um, it's the last Sunday of the month, and you can talk to me, you can talk to Abby, you can talk to Tim. Raise your hand if you have ever served downtown whether it was with uh, OTG or ICCF or any other set of letters. Okay, okay, good. Um, thank you. Next ministry is Moody Bible Institute Aviation. Um, I'm not going to ask you to tell us about that because that's you. That's you and your husband, DJ, um, who is downstairs serving the kids. Uh, they are, you may not know it, but they're some of our sponsored missionaries. Um, they work through Proclaim. And DJ is on loan to Moody. Uh, they've got a couple more years. And uh, if you're interested in more learning about their ministry, they've got stuff on the back table or go and talk to Elizabeth. Good job explaining about yourself. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, next, World Relief. We uh, are in partnership with them. Um, tell us briefly about them. Yeah, so World Relief is um, one of their refugee resettlement programs um, nationwide, but here in Spokane as well. And we specifically give money towards anti-human trafficking. Um, and we've also done some other uh, volunteer work with them. And this is a, a place where my heart really beats. So um, Re World Relief does a lot in Spokane. About 600 refugees come to Spokane a year. Um, they're actually starting, there's a new organization coming in to help with refugee resettlement because there are so many. And it's called IEC, and it stands for something. But it's, there's a lot. <laughs> uh, and they do everything. And we actually have a, a couple that was settled with World Relief eight years ago, right, Angie? And I'm going to say Grandma because I can never pronounce Grandma's name. Okay? But uh, World Relief does fantastic work. Um, and one final ministry, Bite to Go, which you talked about last week. But just give us a brief 30-second. Okay. So, 30 seconds, okay. Buy to go. For those of you who have sponsored, we're going to have signups in the back for you to recommit for this year. 
We still have the same number of kids who need food on the weekends, and that's what your money goes towards. Um, for those of you who don't know about bike to go I can give you more information. If you want to sponsor a kid so they can go home on the weekends and have food and come back to school to focus on school instead of worrying about where their next meal is, um, that's what we do. And we have to give a huge thanks to Beth Lund because she does all the deliveries, and now she has a team of ladies who will be delivering those. We work with Audubon United Methodist Church, so together we're serving Audubon Elementary. And um, so there's a lot of opportunities there if you want to deliver, if you want to sponsor a child. We'll also be having this year some boxes, basically, where you can donate things kids need, school supplies, Kleenexes for the school. Um, we'll be having some staff service things. So if you want to donate towards a staff breakfast, we can serve those teachers. There's a lot um, going there that you can be a part of. Very good. Are we missing any of the ministries? Oh, one more thing. September 24th, uh, bike to go has what's called a big build. And that's when usually it's 200 volunteers. This year they need 400 volunteers to come for an hour and a half on Saturday, September 24th, and put things in bags. So it's very fun music. We have an hour and a half of just putting these items in bags for kids. Um, so talk to me. There's also a sign-up if you want to be part of that because bike to go has grown exponentially in the three years it's been going. Now they have all but two of the elementary schools sponsored, and they're moving into the secondary. They have three sponsored high schools, and they're hoping to get middle schools and high schools sponsored as well. So they need a lot of help. Um, fantastic. And if you don't know how to put things in the bags, they'll train you. Okay, really good. Raise your hand if you have been a part of bike to go at all, whether big builds, whether sponsoring kids, okay? You can, you can see, hopefully, that we do a lot as a church, and a lot of you are involved in a lot of things. A um, couple other ministries kind of behind the scenes, uh, there's some, like, we have grounds, we have facilities. Um, there's some people that when they see a need, they, they say, hey, can I help with that? Uh, if you have the gift of noticing a light bulb is out, and also have the gift of changing a light bulb, uh, Dick Winters would love to talk to you um, because maybe you notice those things. If you like to pull weeds, we've got some weeds that could be pulled. Um, if you like to wash windows, I mean, you name it, it could be done. Uh, so Dick Winters is overseeing all of the grounds, facilities, and administrative portions. So go ahead and talk to him. These are all ministries that we've talked about. Uh, this section that help us grow and equip the saints, which is Ephesians 4, verse 12. Um, we want to equip people to do God's work and to build up his church. Two more songs, 10 seconds of me, and then I'm going to pray for food, okay? Let's stand, and I'll pray, and we'll sing two more songs together. Thank you, guys. Lord God, thank you for these ministries that are equipping ministries. I thank you that as a church we do so much more than just what you see on a Sunday morning. Lord, I pray this coming year that you would bless our efforts. Uh, God, not for our glory, but for your glory. Um, we thank you for the worship ministries. We thank you for the outreach ministries. We thank you for the service ministries, uh, the ones that are seen and those that are less visible. Um, God, in all of this, we don't do this for applause, but we do it so that you get pointed to. So help us do that this year with these ministries. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
seated. Looking back at the ancient ways, that's what we've been looking at this morning. In a lot of ways, what we do here at First Church is not new. We've been working with kids, with babies, with adults for the past 125 years. Okay, We've done uh, things that are visible and invisible. Um, we stand at the crossroads right now. Summer of 2016 into the fall of 26, and we must ask ourselves, are we willing to look back at what we have done and use those, grow from those, let those fill our souls? We also need to ask, are we willing to look towards the new things God wants to do? Are we willing to trust him to use modern and current ways to continue to grow his church? What do you think? Can we live in this tension? I hope we can. If you want information on any of the ministries that we've talked about or anything else, go ahead and sign up. Uh, Come talk to me. Come talk to anybody else that you saw talking up here. We'll get you as much information as you can. I want to pray for the food. And then don't forget, go get whatever food you brought. It looks like a lot of it's already out there. Get your kids because those, and thank the children's workers today because they've been watching your kids for a long time. And to get your food and come back in here, I figure about 11.30, that gives us 15 minutes to get our food and get our kids and then come back in here and we'll hear from the midkiffs while we eat in here and you'll still have plenty of time to make it to the start of the game. Okay? Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for this food that we're about to eat. We thank you for all the hands that have prepared it. We thank you that we get to share it together and uh, we thank you for this church body. Uh, Lord, we look forward to what you're going to do this, this fall, this winter, this spring, and we praise you for what you have done this last year and the last century and a quarter. Uh, God, we are your church, and we are glad to be able to say that. In Jesus' name, amen. Go.